0: This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All.
1: Hello, Jade. Hi,
0: Carly. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Just hanging out. Sometimes I wish that we had...
1: Hello, Jade. How is it going? Like, I wish I had more of a cool, like, radio voice that's like after dark radio i feel oh like it's, it's not daytime <laughs> well, welcome Maybe to I carly to doing an after dark podcast yeah right carly i have no experience dark. in that world Jeez, i've been
0: watching sex education on netflix where the mother is a sex therapist and i'm like Stop. i just think that's
1: the coolest job i want to be a sex therapist okay i need to watch this what i'm missing out here the mom is a sex therapist and teaches her kids about sex. it who's no, no, it's called sex education
0: and it's, it's more about the high schoolers in the show, but her son starts giving sex advice at school and kind of becomes like, Oh my God, like amateur sex therapist to all of his friends. And, um, and then the mom is the sex therapist obviously. And she's like, so like too intertwined in his life. You know, she's, she thinks she's like therapizing him or whatever. But oh it's re- it's a really good show. But it makes me want to be like how fun of a job. I mean, maybe I don't know, it'd be a fun job to be a sex therapist.
1: That would be really liberating, I feel. I am like way too conservative when it comes to sex.
0: But I feel like not if you talk in this voice.
1: You could have yeah, like maybe au- that's maybe that's the way I need to <laughs> I'm going to walk into Evan after this podcast and go, "Hello." He's going to be like, <laughs> "What is that?" Um, did you also see the Goop documentary? Specifically, the one about vaginas.
0: I did not see that one. I feel like somehow what? that one. I feel like somehow that one got skipped. Jade. I only. I saw some of them. It's so intense.
1: I need to watch it. You, everybody needs to watch it because I need to know y'all's reaction to it. Cause I still don't really know what to think. It's about uh, like she's not a sex therapist. She's like a vagina therapist. She's like a get to know your vagina person. She does these classes where everyone comes in completely naked, and they learn how to like. They all look at each other's vaginas and they learn how they work. Oh, that's wait. It's not called vagina. It's called vulva. vulva. Your vulva. Yeah. She's very specific about that as well. The vulva, like, the out,
0: all the outsideness.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she's she does vulva classes, but I mean they like learn how to make themselves orgasm this is like in really intense right now do you actually see their vaginas on the oh yes it's actually very shocking but they want to show how different everybody's looks because they say lots of this woman says lots of women don't even look down there and she's like why are you scared of it it's yours and she's Mm -hmm. like explore it and know it it's not something to be like shameful about so hers is just about like almost liberating the vulva and the vagina but at one point there's like 10 different vaginas that all of a sudden show up as pictures on your screen and then you see so there's two women that do these classes there's the head lady who's the older lady and then like her assistant or maybe she's not an assistant i don't know who she is but you actually see her like give herself an orgasm it's it's like too much but like also so interesting and i still don't know how i feel about it but i feel like it needs to be watched because it does it i mean gwyneth paltrow is the same way she was like what this is so weird like i would never go into a class like that like i what And her assistant was like, I'd do it. And she was like, I dare you. I dare you to go do it. But it's interesting to talk about like liberating the vagina in that way, because I've never seen anything like that.
0: I get why there's classes like that, for sure. I don't know if
1: I don't know if I'd go to one. I would. Oh, I did. I wouldn't go to one. But it's interesting that they're out there. I actually feel like, though, when you would go in there, you would do it and then you would leave and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm fearless now. Like, it would do something uh, for you, I feel. It would have to. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway.
0: I have totally looked in the mirror at my vulva. I've, like, out of curiosity, but I've never, like, done it to be like, I'm going to explore every crevice, you
1: know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. She makes you explore every crevice. At one point, it shows this lady, like, looking at it in a mirror, and she's like, yeah, no, look at the this and look at the that. I don't know. It's very interesting. Good for them. Good Good for for them. them. But also, (laughs) you started your period. (laughs) Let's, yeah.
0: (laughs) Also things about vaginas. Um, (laughs) No, I wanted to talk about it because I don't remember my first period after having Emerson. I do know that it happened at like nine months postpartum. And this time, Mm. this time I'm like almost seven. I forgot how much they hurt. And I feel like... Mm -hmm. I've heard before that the more children you have, the more it hurts the first period you have after children, just because everything kind of hurts more. (laughs) Right. I felt like I was having mild contractions. It was so insane.
1: Did you feel like you knew it was
0: gonna come. Yeah, because I like ate a whole bag of chips. I was craving things like salty. And I was like, Oh, my God, am I pregnant? Like, why am I having cravings? Yeah, it was just it was just that I was about to have my
1: period. So it's so interesting. It's so weird when you and I feel like this is maybe it just comes with like having children and like knowing your body more even through like pregnancies and stuff. But I know psychologically, in my mind, I'm acting a little crazy. I'm either ovulating or about to start my period. Mhm. You get crazy when you're ovulating? Yes. Yeah. I feel like, like I don't. I'm ovulating right now for sure. I'm ovulating. We're ovulating together. Oh, that's so cute. We're <laughs> we're best friends. Best friends ovulate together. <laughs> I can totally tell. I get really anxious and panicky now with postpartum periods. Interesting. Is it heavier? than usual lighter the same
0: it was a little bit but i will like disclose i'm not a heavy bleeder at normally Mm -hmm. but it was a little bit more for me that's also like something people asked me when i had brooks in the closet people were like oh my god your poor closet i didn't really i mean there was blood but there wasn't as much as like i expected when we like came back to this to the scene of it and uh i was like wow i really actually didn't have much and they even the the, I remember the paramedics said they, there wasn't that much. And I feel like my body is just not a heavy bleeder. That's so interesting, so, but I do have major cramps and I feel like maybe that is part of it and I have a tilted uterus. So maybe that's mm. a part of it too. My uterus is tilted. So it flips the other way than it's supposed to flip like the fundus God. of your uterus.
1: Bodies are so weird.
0: Yeah, so because my uterus Mom. is tilted, though, I have a hard time wearing tampons too. Oh, oh, that's sad. Yeah. I don't know. So that's you just all. wear pads? Do you wear the no. panties that you can just bleed into? This time around, I did. I had to wear. I had to wear tampons, but um, I do love the thinks. Uh, the free bleed panties. I do. I'm
1: a. I'm a fan of free bleeding. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that I can't even like even pads. Like I get so like. Oh, pads, I don't like yeah. that are feeling. I can feel it coming out. This is really intense right now.
0: <laughs> but, this is, but there should this not be a stigma life. around periods, though. I feel like this is what Oh, we no, there definitely every, shouldn't. Almost, uh, almost every woman deals with the period, you know, so... That's
1: true. And actually, now you have to be more careful because you had your period so you could get pregnant again.
0: Well, that's the thing. So I, I have a tracker, and so at least I'm starting to track now. So now I know I'm ovulating. Plus, I had a little extra discharge. So I'm like, oh, am I ovulating? And I checked, and sure
1: enough. So, but yeah, now yeah, it's like that's how I know too is the extra discharge, isn't that Which crazy, is, I swear, different from before I had kids.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's I just your know. body's Maybe natural not. way of that's your body's natural way of. Giving a out. little giving a no giving a little extra lubricant so. oh gosh
1: to do it more well so the sperm can go wee oh my gosh the <laughs> other day I, I took a nap I was like Evan I'm going to take a nap and I woke up and we had like fought about something and then later I was like just so you know during my nap I had lots of sex dreams about us <laughs> and he's like why didn't you tell me this earlier <laughs> I was like
0: I don't know I didn't think you deserved to know <laughs> I was going to say, you tell a man you have a sex dream about him, that's an open invitation to have sex
1: with him in real life. Which would have been fine, but also I think at that point, who he was with one of the kids, and I was like, there's just no way that could even happen right now. That would be very <laughs> inappropriate, I feel.
0: Well, especially if you're ovulating, like, he hasn't gotten the snip yet.
1: I know. I, we got to wait. We got to yeah. wait for the snip.
0: But yeah. anyway. Anyways. <laughs> We have a fun guest on today, who I feel like's pretty open-minded too about talking about all these sorts of women things.
1: Oh yeah, completely. We are going to have Bravo's The Shahs of Sunset castmate and new mom Mercedes Javid. I'm so excited to talk to her about her pregnancy journey. She is really fun and really raw and real, like the raw, raw, raw kind. I like that. I like people like that.
0: She has a son, Shams, and she had a really crazy experience getting pregnant, her pregnancy and her labor and delivery. I do want to warn people out there. I just want to give a little bit of a trigger warning because her story, her birth story is traumatic. There is talk about lots of blood loss and possible infant death and mother death. So I just want to put that out there. It's an amazing story. But I know that that it can be traumatic for some people.
1: So excited to talk to Mercedes. But first, we want to tell you guys about a few of our sponsors. Tanner's mom has four cats. I don't know if you know that, Carly, but we like to call
0: her the cat cat lady because she has four cats and she loves them to death. It's so sweet. Um, Actually, two of them used to be Tanner's cats. But when we moved, we just didn't bring them because of the kids. But... We bought Tanner's mom these really beautiful flowers for Valentine's Day. And Tanner's old cat, Blackie, loves flowers. And when we went over there, he had just, like, destroyed them. But it was, like, the (gasps) sweetest, cutest thing ever. Like, cats just are curious animals, right?
1: Um, You know, cats do a lot of things that I love because they are so curious and it's so adorable. But the one thing I absolutely can't deal with is the nasty litter box. Like, you get the cuteness of the cat, but then you get the grossness of the little box. But you know what? Now you don't have to have a gross litter box. And you can tell Tanner's mom she can save herself from some nastiness with Arm & Hammer clump and seal litter. It clumps tight around odor and destroys it for a seven-day odor-free home, guaranteed. So it's not going to smell. It's not going to be gross. It just does the work for you. And an odor-free home is a happy home. Arm & Hammer, it's more power to you. And to your little kitty. Meow. Jay, sometimes when we're not in the studio together, I'm like, I have a confession. Basically, is I just wanted to let you know that I sometimes smell because of my hormones. Oh, well, yeah, that's a real thing. It's a real thing. My hormones make me smell bad sometimes, like really bad.
0: I have another confession. I feel you on that. I feel you on that.
1: It's just like a new mom thing. And also, we don't shower as much. But you know what is actually started to save my life and even evan's like oh my gosh i'm so thankful that you found this is native deodorant it smells so good it smells so good it's safe it's formulated without aluminum parabens or talc it's also vegan never tested on animals and i get the um coconut vanilla one that smells so dang good I love that it's aluminum free, but you
0: don't have to sacrifice in the performance because it actually works and it keeps you smelling and feeling fresh all day. Even if you don't feel like you're quite fresh, you at least know your armpits are.
1: Oh, yeah. And they have. So many different kind of scents. They have lavender and rose, cucumber, mint, eucalyptus, and mint. And they have over 9,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch to Native. That's a lot of five-star reviews. That's amazing. Way more than we have in our podcast. (laughs) 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 Free shipping
0: on every order, too. And Native offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the USA. So if you don't like it, you can return it.
1: And they also just uh, launched, uh, relaunched a toothpaste line. They have two minty flavors with the option of fluoride or fluoride-free, which will keep your mouth squeaky clean. They have a wild mint and peppermint oil mm-hmm. and a detoxifying charcoal and mint. So that's really cool, too. And right now, uh, for 20% off your first purchase, you can visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MOMMIES during checkout. And that is 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MOMMIES during checkout. Jade, you know what I found the other day that I thought was such an interesting company that I've, I've never even heard of something like this before? And it's so cool. There's this company called Worthy that takes your jewelry, like let's say you ended a marriage and you were looking to get rid of your engagement ring or let's say you know your grandmother dies and leaves you a bunch of like jewelry from her estate and you don't want it well you can make money and sell it in a safe way with this company called worthy it's a and they they schedule a free secure pickup And everything's insured by Lloyd's of London and tracked by FedEx. So you know that your jewelry is getting there safe and being appraised and sold in a good way. You're not just selling it to a pawn shop for $200. You'll get way more than that.
0: I think it's great because a lot of us do have jewelry that we may want to get rid of. And, you know, you're getting expert gemologists that are putting your jewelry up for auction. So you're actually getting... Uh, offers that roll in up for twice as much as what you get from a local jeweler, like you said. And you can trust that you're getting the best possible price for your jewelry. So why would you settle for less than the best price you can get? Give Worthy a try and you could get double what you get from your local jeweler.
1: And Worthy's also been on the Today Show, New York Times, Washington Post, Forbes, and more. There are also tens of thousands of happy sellers who have sold over $100 million worth of jewelry. That's so crazy, not to mention tons of five-star reviews. So go to worthy.com mommies to get started. That's worthy.com mommies.
2: This is such a good feeling. I should always do this. Well, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Have you tried the new Spanx leggings? Because they're light. So what I'm wearing that I never, ever, ever, ever do. So I thought I was going to wear a dress today. And then at the last second, I already had these, like, bicycle shorts, flesh tone on. Because I was going to wear, like, this, like, sweater outfit. And I was like, no, I think I'm going to wear that with my husband on belated Valentine's Day. Ooh. So, like, I'm wearing these spanky things. They're not... That brand, though, I just want to acknowledge they're from like Ross or something like that. Oh, yeah. And so I never wore them. And then I was like, oh, for my last press tour in New York, I wore them and I was like, these were actually feel really good, especially postpartum.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's the game changer.
2: Yeah. You don't have like, I didn't wear it, but like, to many people's surprise, especially because I'm not skin and bones, like, I did not like shapewear prior to um, pregnancy, because it just, it never worked for me. I never found anything that didn't like do one thing for one area. And then like, they rolled down and they were so uncomfortable. Anyway.
1: Oh yeah. I feel, you you. know, what's so funny is Jade actually was the person who taught me about Spanx. (laughs) I I did? Yes. You also taught me about blush, but, um, but I remember being like, I don't think I'm going to ever use those. And now I'm like, I like I,
2: the compression, the compression feels really good.
1: Also, I actually did splurge on a pair of actual Spanx leggings recently and they have, I think, changed my life. My legs look like they go from, I mean, a regular looking leg to like a skinnier leg. No, when I'm on Amazon, I've
2: been in the market for a pair of (laughs) leggings and I was looking at the Spanx and I thought, I mean, they're really expensive. No, but they're worth it because you, but they're worth it. Yeah. You, I mean, you really can definitely are. splurge when it's something like your your black legging. It should be the best of the best. Yes.
1: Except for this morning when I was trying to find it, I couldn't find it. It's okay. So where is that? I mean,
2: spank It's under a pile. It's so annoying. It fell behind something. <laughs> it
1: did. It's oh, okay.
2: <laughs> in the washer. It's under <laughs> yeah. a towel. Let like yes. DM me and tell me where you end up finding it. Is oh my god, under a I white thought... towel.
1: <laughs> I probably. It's somewhere. It's probably in my daughter's room. She probably thought it was fun to try it on. Gosh, everything's <laughs> in there. I feel like everything ends up in her room somehow. Or the dog <laughs> takes it. The dog is now taking things from my closet oh, downstairs, no. which is really gross. Like I'll find like pants and underwear and stuff like downstairs. Yeah, now, dogs and I'm are like, gross that oh, way. Oh, ew. But hello, Mercedes. Welcome to Mommy's Hall. <laughs>
2: Hi. You guys are awesome.
1: We are Thank so you for joining excited
2: us. to have you on pleasure likewise
1: this is like the place that you can just talk about anything and it's super non-judgmental and you just go for it or that's what we tell ourselves anyway
2: that's no that is 100% (laughs) what you guys are doing you're killing it for sure
1: um how old is your son now
2: so he is 10 months exactly and he'll be turning yeah we're we're actually a little late to the planning of his first birthday so, oh my gosh. um, yeah, but you know, you guys have two and I was just telling Sienna on our way over here, I cannot right now imagine how you guys are doing too. It just, we don't know either. <laughs> we don't know. I, I just think, okay. So I think that like, maybe <laughs> if I wait until my son gets a little bit older than your oldest respectively, then maybe, I don't know.
1: I mean, it's, you know. It really is like one day at a time. And one day I'll look back and be like, God, those tired nights were so worth it. Because right now they are really tiring. But it really is so sweet when you see your two kids together and you already see like the bond and the love. And my son is only three months old, but my two year old just like adores him and comes and kisses him. And it's so sweet. So, yeah, even though it's exhausting and you like still don't know what you're doing and you're not even thinking clearly during the day and you're just wondering how to put a foot in front of the other, it's those moments that you're like, okay, this is so worth it.
2: Absolutely. You know what I think? Um, I just hope that I don't become mentally insane. That's the only thing. Oh you will. Okay. You will. So that's fine. It's out the window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm there. Yesterday I had to go to the grocery store just to get away. And I told my husband, I am sorry, I am crazy.
2: So it went, do you think? I, because I, I'm just for the first time having sympathy for those random crimes that happen in middle America where like, it's like, why did that nice mom go I crazy know. wherever she was when she right. just like went, maybe that's because she was not, didn't have enough support, whether it's emotional oh, yeah. or.
1: Yeah, um, I get it. I get how you could be crazy and then. Later, probably look back and be like, "I can't believe I did that." But in the moment, you almost feel like you don't have a choice because you're so at your wits' end, or you have hit a wall. I get that. I mean, I, I had moments like that with just one, for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, just think about the sleep deprivation we go through, and then we're yeah. expected to be functioning
2: humans. <laughs> I know. I know. So the the one thing that's happened this past two weeks is that my son has shams has become defiant about changing a diaper. So every single time oh. it used to be like a 30 second process. And now it's like he cries like bloody murder. And it's just really weird because I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to start implementing discipline and logic and reason? And like before I didn't have to negotiate mm-hmm. a diaper change. It's so
1: weird when they're almost one, they start really becoming humans. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They start getting their independence. Is it like wrestling a baby alligator? Cause yeah. that's what I described oh, it as. Totally.
2: <laughs> like he won't, he flips over. He's so fast. He's very focused on like anything else that's on the changing table. And so like a, you know, like desitin or like a passy, like whatever it is. And he's insistent. And then, but I know that he knows that it's just a quick diaper change. And like, there's no reason. So like now I cleared everything off the diaper changing table and I was like, Haha! Ha, you don't have anything to reach over. So you can't <laughs> roll over and flip and make this take 20 minutes. And he kind of looked at me like, you win. He kind of like, let me have it. It was pretty good. Oh, that's nice. That time. You don't
1: get a lot of those later.
2: No. I mean, you guys tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want this to be like an anxiety session. No, I'm Mom-ing sure. Momming is hard. Yeah. No, it's so funny, you guys. Blessings. Toddlers are fun, though. Like you're
0: about to enter that toddler stage and it's it's a lot of firsts that are so much fun and they can be like, you know, they're they're learning. They're a little like scientists. They're testing the boundaries like, can I get away with this? Can I get away with that? Or I want this. But it's it's still a lot of fun. So don't let it all be anxiety. No,
2: no. It, usually, honestly, <laughs> it's not. We're really lucky. Both my husband and I are at home most of the time. Both of us have a home run business. We're both basically experiencing this together like we're on an extended uh, maternity and paternity leave. It's like, that's that's the way we've set and designed our lives so that it's just been such an incredible experience. When you have kids later in life, like Tommy and I, I mean, Tommy's only 40, but like I didn't get pregnant until I was 45. So I think that like for us to be able to experience something that like now that we've met, we're like, God, why couldn't we have met 20 years ago? And it's like, well, this is when you met and this is, you know, your blessing today. So cherish it. But like, I'm sure that if we had kids maybe like five or 10 years ago, we wouldn't both be able to afford to be at home with them. I think that there's like just this incredible extra layer that I really, really appreciate. And so I guess that's kind of what I need to take a moment every day to, I mean, I'm sure I I do because I think we're so grateful to be able to both be doing it because a lot of my friends, that by the way, you guys, I wanted to just ask you how old are your, two, your oldest? Um, my daughter
0: Emerson, she's, she just turned two and a half.
2: Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Okay. And then your yeah. baby is how old again? Just remind me. I do. I just, need And I have knowledge. a, a seven month old son. Okay. Yeah. And then two year old and a, uh, three month, three month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I just, some of my girlfriends who are pregnant with baby number two and every case, this is really weird. I have like six cousins and girlfriends who are all expecting baby number two with a toddler. And in one case, their first son is 10 years older. So their due dates are all on the same day, like in April or something in the same month. And so, Some of the experiences that my friends have are so different from us because of men that have to like spend a lot of time away Mm -hmm. from the house and they're at the office and then they come home and they expect to like be able to go to the gym on the way home. And I mean, it's hard like for me to like, I always want to try and have like empathy or like an insight into what someone else is going through because I feel like we teach each other things from like sharing our stories, you know?
0: Totally. I love that you have... That group of women, though, where you're all kind of going through the same thing. But yeah, it's all different experiences. It's cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Do you ever find because my husband actually and Jade's husband are home a lot, too. Are there also times that you just want to be like, can you leave me alone for a while? <laughs> can you go out of town for a few nights?
2: So um, so Tommy and I have this really unique thing where I mean, I don't know if it's unique at all. Who knows? So. I decided maybe three months ago that I was like you're responsible for the wake-ups until 3am and I'm responsible for any of the wake-ups after 3am. So then we kind of divided a day
1: where mm-hmm. we're like
2: have these shifts and so it's really made everything so smooth ever since we came up with it. I'm really also interested in your husbands. I didn't know that you guys are both able to be at home as well a lot which to me is just heaven on earth right
1: oh you Jane, guys want to get and rid and I of like your husband right oh now, you no. guys want to get rid of
2: your husbands i no, oh, no, no no i don't have that with him i don't know why i hate That's him nice but i i mean i'm not saying that we, i think we vent a lot and we laugh a lot so yeah no you well but so then ditch your husbands <laughs> let's come over to my house we'll go somewhere I'll get us a car. I'll get That's us, great. Yeah, we can actually have some kind of large bus and we'll have nannies. And so we can leave your kids I if you want, it. bring them and we'll just go and and drink.
0: We're, that sounds, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I think
2: I'm thinking Vineyard, you know, like yes. Central California, something around Santa Barbara.
0: Okay, oh I'm God. in. I'm coming. So, I'm, I'm getting I'm on a flight right now. <laughs> no, I think with, I think with, our marriage, like my husband's currently sick right now. So Carly and I were just joking about it on a previous podcast episode because we call it the man flu where he's sick, but I just dealt with it and I know what it's like and he could be out of bed right now, but he's not.
2: <laughs> it's actually probably easier for our kids to get sick than our husbands because they turn into weird oh like babies. Like it's the weird. world came to an end. It's oh my so gosh. weird. There's such weak little weirdos. Like it's like, They are. What's-? But you're so strong in so many other ways and then like you (laughs) sneezed and all of a sudden the world came to an end.
1: It's so obnoxious.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with over here. But it's just like, I think we're at a very interesting part in our lives because my husband used to work like 60 hours a week and then we had the unique opportunity to where he could quit his job and we could work together at home. Yeah. And he's adjusting to this whole new lifestyle where he used to be the boss and he used to have people under him and he kind of was a leader and would tell everybody what to do and I don't let him tell me what to do, you know, I'm not his I'm not his employee. And so we're learning like we're navigating through that and we're together 24/7 plus we we have a toddler and a seven month old. So it's just like, sometimes it's like, we definitely still like need to have that time where we are a couple. And then, but then there's also that time where I'm just like, I I need to be me and you're here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I went through a huge growing pain in my relationship with Tommy when we moved in together. And I think that when my father got sick, I had to be a lot nicer to Tommy. So like we had other like relationship growth spurts where- I think that if he came home and like, that is definitely an adjustment because you as a wife, as a woman want to say like, I mean, this is me projecting what I would feel if I were in your situation. I is, feel
1: like you get us.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm already feeling that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, cause like I'm Iranian, I'm American. I want to be... A badass wife, the kind that like your husband and other husbands are jealous of, like you want to be nurturing, but at the same time, you're going to keep it real as you know what I mean? If I felt like I was because I was recently in an amazing session of marital counseling, like we go to therapy on a weekly basis and the
1: best thing ever.
2: Yes. And during this session, which was last week, as a matter of fact, and I learned something that what we do to each other when we hurt each other when we fight he gets loud i get mad and like he thinks that like that what he does shouldn't affect me and vice versa and we both were taught through talking in therapy the net emotion is let's say humiliation or inadequacy or something and then we like had this like really good relationship epiphany because we were like kind of learning that when your husband is at work as a boss and an authority, that also is probably what he needs to keep his d- card when he's at home. Yeah, so like if all of so a sudden true. you start shrinking him or, you know, making him feel uh emasculated, like that's not what you want for your marriage either. Mm-hmm. Right. So you like have to make these adjust, like in my opinion, women are so much smarter in these departments. Like we can help implement what their marriage needs or like what the relationship dynamic needs. Totally,
1: Yeah. Evan, I just, well, I didn't make him do anything, but I was like, so what are you going to, what are you going to do now? Like, let's spend <laughs> some time together and some time like not together because he used to travel all the time for work. This is before we had kids. I love him, but I like having some time to like sit on the couch and like watch. This is us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when the kids are asleep and not have to watch Star Trek or whatever he wants to watch. And so he just took um, a position in doing I don't even really know he's doing marketing or something at this company that's out of Vegas. So he's going to be traveling to Vegas like twice a month. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, okay. I was like, well, then maybe me and the kids will
2: come with you once a month. One hundred percent that's happening. And then the
1: other time, like you can go like by yourself and we'll just have alone time and we'll like, you know, sometimes you miss people when they're not around. Yeah. So I was like, let me
2: miss you a little bit. For sure.
1: (laughs) So that's funny though.
2: As well, it's like, yes, I think that a mom, especially a mom of two young babies like you guys have and myself, I think that we should give ourselves any effing thing that we want. If it's an in-room massage, if it's like an eight hour binge of like, TV, I don't care. Yes. Like, give yourself what you need to feel good.
1: Oh, my gosh. Jade and I are planning a New York trip right now with, like, Broadway shows and nice restaurants and all of these things. Ugh. And I'm like, yes, Jade, let's live it. Absolutely. Let's live it, and we're not going to work. We're just going to have fun. You can join us if you'd like. We're. I don't know when we're doing this, <laughs> but in the next couple months. And oh, I'm like, my. yes, let's give us something that we deserve. It's so hard, though, sometimes, like, do you ever feel, like, mom guilt it's so Every real. Every second, for sure. Yeah, and and you want to, like, go get your nails done, but you're like, oh, God, I feel bad. I should be spending time with my child. But, like, you need
2: that time. You need those massages to, like, function. You know, when I didn't get the manicures or the whatever, blowout or take showers or whatever, because there was <laughs> definitely... Showers. I yeah, get that. I don't think I took a shower, like, the first three or four months. Who knows? But, like, honestly, like, now that I do give myself, like, a manicure or whatever, you guys you know, we do to make ourselves feel great. That also goes a long way. I like the the months that I was neglecting myself and now I like the, the days, cause I haven't been doing it for very long, like two weeks where I'm like, I'm gonna spend a little extra time. I'm gonna be selfish and that also feels fire. Like I feel good about experiencing everything. Like, you know, like yeah. exhaustion is something it's like part of the experience, right? Oh the yeah. The good and the bad. Oh, yeah. Exhaustion is, it is there for sure. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> your shoulders. I don't know if, I don't know if that ever goes away. I feel like moms are just, I feel like that's just part of the description oh, so, of being a mom. Like if you have a child as opposed to someone who doesn't have any kids, they're definitely living and vibrating on a much more mellow level. Like they're yes. just not going to be as oh, anxious. Yeah. Like the built right. in, I have a kid, no problem. I don't have a kid. Then you have to always worry a little bit.
0: Oh, the, the, the worry is always running in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of a shocker, but did you know that J.J. Lane got married?
1: What?
0: <laughs> he actually got married to my friend Kayla, and she is a doll. I love her to death. Um, I wish them happiness and love, and I wanted to get them something that was the perfect gift that would remind Kayla of their wedding and make her smile mm. and that's where I found skylight frame it's a touchscreen photo frame you can update instantly by email so friends and family can email beautiful moments they've captured and send them right to the frame and they will appear in seconds so when all of our photos get in from the wedding I can just like email them and they'll be right there on her little frame how cool is that
1: that is so Cool. That's super easy to use. Did you know it also sets up in under 60 seconds? You just plug it in, connect to Wi-Fi, and then you enjoy it. And it's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love your Skylight, they will give you a full refund. That's amazing. And now, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter Promo code Mommies. That is right, you guys. $10 off your first purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter promo code Mommies. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. Promo code Mommies. Don't you have the halo? I can see a halo. I do have it. Halo. Okay. (laughs) So one of my favorite things, Jade, that... I actually think we talked about this on an episode before. One of my new mom, newborn essentials is the Halo bassinet.
0: So you you used it for Bella too, right?
1: Yes. I've had mine for, gosh, what? she's two. I've had mine for two years. I'm obsessed with it. Charlie sleeps in it. It's so easy because it goes right next to the bed. It swivels. You can move it around. Like yesterday, I needed uh, him to be he has a stuffed up nose. So um, the humidifier was like next to the bed. And so I swiveled it over more close to the humidifier, but it also adjusts. It goes up, it goes down. And right now they also innovated it. So the bed in their new model is removable. So the baby can nap around the house in a safe space. I'm obsessed with it. It makes life so much easier. It has breathable mesh walls for optimal airflow. So you know that your baby is sleeping in a safe environment. And the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that babies sleep in your room for the first six months, which is what I do. bed sharing is not recommended because it's not safe for the baby. So that's why I have the bassinet next to my bed. It's so easy. I just, he wakes up to eat. I scoop him out. I feed him and then I put him right back in for safe sleep. I
0: love that it comes in four models, each with their own beautiful fabric and unique features. And you guys, you can find the Halo bassinet at Bye Bye Baby, Target, Amazon, and halosleep.com. For Mommies Tell All listeners, we have a special offer. Visit halosleep.com and use offer code Mommies10 to save 10% on any purchase of $200 or greater. I want to switch... Topics for a second, because I really want to talk to you about how you, I guess you froze your eggs and then you went through a journey of IVF to have your son. And I just kind of want to know about that journey for you.
2: Sure. There's definitely no aspect of it that's off the table. So I just wanted to preface that. I finally got my eggs frozen very late in the game. My fertility doctor was a friend who I went to high school with. And so he would come up to me and say to me, like, you're my only friend that still hasn't frozen her eggs. Like, what are you waiting for? Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll get pregnant whenever I want. Like, I was offended by, like, biology and facts and these kinds of things. So I I froze them at 41, and I think I had met Tommy around that around that time. So we didn't make embryos at that time, but then, like, fast forward a couple of years. Well, no, he proposed to me within like the first 10 months of us meeting. We wanted to get married, but my father wasn't feeling well. So by the time that I, all of a sudden this thing happened where I was like, I can't believe like I'm 45 and blah, blah, blah. And so like all of a sudden we're in a rush. So we started to transfer, we had embryos. And so they made, before you do a transfer, I think for about Three weeks or so, maybe four weeks before the embryo transfer, you start to put hormones in your body so that will make you think that you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that when you do the transfer, that your body starts to like create the like the uterine line thickening and all these other, you know, nuts and bolts of a, what a natural pregnancy would be. So about like a few days before I'm supposed to do the embryo transfer, the ultrasound shows like, oh, you have polyps in your uterine line like you, you're better off on the safe side not to have those there so that like the embryo will take and all that. So I did that had a surgery wow. the month right after I got married. Then we put me on the meds that are, you're supposed to take for almost a month up to an embryo transfer. Found polyps again, took them oh out. Then so this is all bed rest surgeries for like about like 2 weeks and they were butt up against each other and then finally on August 23rd of 2000 18, 17. I can't remember right now. 18. I did the transfer, got pregnant. The first um semester was great. At 20 weeks, they were like, Oh my God, your cervix is basically non-existent. Like you're, you're going to have a miscarriage. And I was like, I'm not going to have a miscarriage. I'm going to like, God meant for me to have this baby. Then my doctor would talk to my husband and be like, prepare yourselves for a miscarriage oh MC. Gosh. And I was like, kind of just so optimistic that I just I was like, this is bigger than us. Everything's going to be fine no matter what. Then we are graduated from bed rest because we've managed to stay flat on my ass to the point where they would say, when you get up out of bed to go to the bathroom, you can't stand up because you're exerting your core. Whoa. We prefer that you roll off the bed and don't be constipated because that's basically like compromising your surclage. So, so. Yeah. So like the incompetent cervix, you have the stitch and then you lay flat and you can't do anything. But like we stayed positive. We stayed sane. We laughed a lot. We watched like a, a lots of movies and it was super fun and we made it as good as we can. Not to mention that we lived in a mid-century modern glass house where my whole entire master was like looking out onto the incredible views. So I felt like that was very much of mm. like a God-given my father in heaven given like protective things. Mm. So I was like really, really, really grateful for the environment that we created for ourselves during this process. I graduated from bed rest and then I was diagnosed with coliostasis, which is your gallbladder creating an acid that can harm the baby. Oh my gosh. A sudden stillbirth. So I was like, what? Oh my gosh. What? And so, okay. So then we're like, we're going to induce you in two weeks, not six, like I was do six weeks and suddenly he's like we're gonna have to induce you at 36 weeks i was like what is the baby gonna be okay does he have to end up in eq or whatever And they were like no i think we're gonna just try to give you a steroid and everything should be fine so i go to get the cerclage unstitched they give me the steroid shot and they send me to cedars and then for 48 hours they try to induce nothing was happening that was good or that was supposed to happen uh, and the pitocin uh, dropped his heart rate So then they have an emergency C-section like 48 hours later, my son is born and you know, we have like awesome pictures of it. And then I had placenta accreta, which most or some, I don't know what percent of will show up on the ultrasound. So they had no idea that I had this really serious placenta attached to the uterus in a way that they couldn't save my uterus. And I bled, losing oh my gosh two-thirds of my body's blood supply i had like four four and a half hours they were saving my life with emergency like cedars like staff of the best of the best and i think it was like 19 blood products including like 12 blood transfusions and plasma and platelets or whatever it is i'm not a nurse i like definitely don't remember the medical whatever but it was really really extreme and i was really really lucky to live and my husband was basically in the dark for the whole entire time, because they were just working on saving my life. And he was told, literally he was told, someone will come and talk to you. No way. Oh my gosh. Yes, (laughs) the whole time. So he would, if he was here, he'd be like, yeah, guys, I'm still in therapy for it because he was really, truly traumatized. And if you watch
0: it, I can't imagine.
2: What's crazy is that on the show, on Shaws of Sunset, you actually, they captured it so he's oh my god all oh my gosh. his like raw emotions are in the season um oh, of bless him oh my gosh so yeah so then I wake up intubated they 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 told me while I was still awake obviously during the c-section you're awake so they were like mm-hmm. we saw we saw it escalate I was awake until they were like the anesthesiologist is standing right over your head and he was like do you want me to put you dead? like do you want me to like put you under And I was so shocked about what was happening that I just shrugged my shoulders. And I was like, you decide for me. Like, I don't know how to like to say yes or no. And so he didn't put me like under right away. But then it continued to escalate because the first thing that my doctor told me while this was happening was he was like, "Okay, we're going to have to actually come back in and finish this in two weeks, okay?" And I was so vain at the time. I was just thinking about like another incision and another scar because like I have dark skin tone. And so I was thinking about the aesthetic, not knowing that, you know, like in half an hour, it's gonna be way more than that. My other doctor, Dr. Steve Rad, he was like, listen, we have to remove your uterus, otherwise you're gonna die. And so we were like, okay. So then I woke up intubated and the whatever, the like coma, whatever I was. And I had like, when I woke up, I looked at my assistant Sienna, who's like family and Tommy, It turned into like a really funny scene where like she could understand everything that I was like yelling at her and him. And I was like, give me a notepad. And she would be like, oh, Tommy would be like, I don't understand anything that you're saying. And and then she'd be like, I think what she's saying is and like have this like full paragraph. And I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. It was like charades and everything. So anyway, here we are today. (laughs) Everything's fine now. Kind of. But what a
0: miracle, though. Like that's.
2: Yeah. I mean. Placenta, accreta is something that we have to be really aware of and it helps save lives. Coleostasis is another thing that you might ignore symptoms and God forbid you don't know that you have something because it goes undiagnosed. The symptoms of coleostasis was I literally thought my hands and feet were so itchy and I just called the doctor to be like, am I allowed to take a Benadryl? I'm like almost 34 weeks and he was like, Why do you need Benadryl? And then he like got to the bottom of it. He was like, it sounds like you need to be tested for coleostasis. And I said to my husband, what if I didn't complain about the itching? And then I just had the Um, God forbid. So also donating blood is really important because obviously blood donations saved my life and everyone's every day.
1: What was the recovery process like for you?
2: I mean, postpartum is already hard. Um, I think that it was my first time being postpartum period. So I think it took some of the focus off of, I don't know, it's really, honestly, it's really raw and it's really hard to understand it because I feel like I was really patient. So maybe maybe the the like the growth curve for me was that I was really calm and I was trying to stay really patient and positive. On the flip side, I was like, I don't feel like a woman. I didn't feel competent as a mother because all of that stuff didn't allow my breast milk to come in oh. and I'm like, but you know, like I have like these big ass titties, like I should be able to milk my baby. And they were like, no, but you went under trauma and you're not gonna be able to like, you know, your your baby's first meal is not gonna be your breast milk. It's gonna be formula. And I was like, okay, well then what about when we get home? So there was like a lot of different, different things you guys know. Yeah. So, I feel like it wasn't hard because I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah, I get that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's heavy.
2: But IVF is a son of a bitch. It was harder to do egg retrieval than it was to be pregnant, for sure. And I'm not trying to um, discourage people who need to get their eggs frozen because it's really important that you don't miss out on the window. And that obviously can change based on your AMH levels. You know what's crazy is, yeah. I so I froze my eggs at, I think I was
1: 30. Is that right? When were on The Bachelor? I think so. And yeah. my hormones have always just been so incredibly off. I've always just felt you like. You felt like it balanced you? Yeah. I felt. Nice. I don't even know why. And I think I'm the only person that I've ever heard say this. I felt really in tune with myself as a woman. I think more so than I ever have. And I think it was just because my hormones, I hadn't had any in my body in so long that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what woman hormones feel like. Wow. Wow. It was so that's bizarre. Nice. But also the, the process of the shots and how sick you feel. Yeah. That's there's nothing like that.
2: I know. I didn't have morning sickness, but I feel like I had it during the egg retrieval process. Oh,
1: man. And you didn't have morning sickness. My husband wow.
2: said that I was a demon while we were retrieving. I was like, shut <laughs> the actual F all the way up.
1: That's shut that's up. so crazy because I had really horrible pregnancies. <laughs> but mm. it's so interesting. It's so interesting how everybody, everybody so and different. everybody is so mm-hmm. incredibly different. Yeah. So true. So wild.
0: So Mercedes, you guys want to have more
2: children, but you said that you actually had to have your uterus removed, right? Yeah. So now I have to find out how much a surrogate is going to cost because the prices are like $20,000 or no, it's 120,000. So I'm like, okay, who is it going to be? It's just crazy to just think about like meeting that person and Or is it going to be somebody that I know because I have a lot of like younger cousins, maybe will be my surrogate and I can just make them do it. I'll be like, I'll just give you, you know, like (laughs) 50 or whatever and just carry it for me. You owe it to me. I'm your big (laughs) cousin do it.
0: That sounds fair to me. <laughs> in Canada, it's actually illegal to pay a surrogate. So people oh. who are sur- who are <gasps> surrogates in Canada, they do it for free. Isn't that crazy? That is wow. so I mean, ama- oh. Canadian amazing. of them. That is so oh, Canadian of them, isn't God.
2: it? Oh, my God. Like, I will carry your child for you. Oh, you know, that is so amazing. We should all move to Canada in general anyway. <laughs> it's so beautiful <laughs> They're up so there. It's so nice there. One of my closest friends in the world is Craig Ramsey, and he is Canadian. They're so nice. Isn't aren't people from the state of Colorado also supposed to be like America's Canada? Gosh, I I guess I don't, I don't know, know
1: enough people from there. Jade, you're going in there in like three days. You come back and you report. Well, I actually was born in Denver and I'm super nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't need there to
2: tell go. you in three Jade days. Is She's Canadian. telling you right now.
0: Yeah, I'm the American Canadian. Um, They're like very granola. Most people in Colorado, you know, they're very like outdoorsy. And I feel like people who are like into like a skiing or snowboarding lifestyle and outdoorsy lifestyles are usually just about like you do you type of thing. So they're probably more easygoing, I would say.
2: In your opinion, where is your favorite
1: skiing in Colorado? Oh, my gosh. I've only been to one place ever. I'm traumatized because I'm too scared to ski. Where? I went to Breckenridge, but I was like terrified. I was too young and I didn't go through the ski school long enough. And then they put me on a blue and I stood at the top of the hill and I looked down and it was, I will never forget how scared I was and how I couldn't stop when I started going and I'm
2: still traumatized. Why didn't they put you on a green run? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was with my cousins and they were like,
1: this is it. The blues are fine here. And then we got up there and they're like, this is the biggest blue we've ever seen. And I was like, I hate both of you. Although, when I did fall on my face the first time, a very good-looking man, and I wasn't good-looking in sixth grade, and this good-looking teenager helped me all the way down. So, it turned out okay.
2: (laughs) But, that was your strategy all along, That was it. (laughs) Does your husband know that you fantasize about him still? I don't think so, because
1: I didn't even remember about it until this moment. Now, where is that man? Gosh, maybe still helping people on the slopes. Maybe that's he's, his ploy. He's probably
2: old now. He's probably, yeah. You probably won't be yeah. into him anymore. Maybe probably not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We have a couple more questions for you that we like to ask all of our guests. And one of them is, which is a loaded question, but what is any advice you have to give, if any, to other mothers?
2: Well, I've been, the best piece of advice that I've received is that, and, and it was, it's a slash regret. They said, we wish that we would have accepted more help along the way, mm. because I think that all of these friends that are parents are saying that like they tried to do so much that it, it took them away from the experience of parenthood that could be like better just if you accept help. You know, we've all read a meme where it's like, if you want to go over to your friend's house and wash their dishes, like a new mom, like that's the best thing that you can do. So like. For me, I think doing whatever you want to stay sane, like it really brings us back to full circle what we were talking about at the top of the show. My biggest challenge of every day is staying sane.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're over here nodding. We're just nodding at each other listening to you. Um, Another question that we like to ask is besides being a mother, what is something that makes you super happy, lights the fire in your soul?
2: You mean like anything that I think lights my soul yeah. aside from being a mother? Yes. Well, the first thing that came to mind was my dad. So I think one of the coolest things that I've felt is that when you give your parents grandkids that they are like living on a whole new level as well. A lot of my aunts have told me that they were like, you think your own kids is an amazing experience. They're like, wait until you meet your grandkids. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, that is so that amazing. That is so, amazing. Yeah. Um, but what was like, the question was more like, what was the question? Like what like What you up? do we, I mean, family for sure, friends, a Sunday barbecue in the backyard mm. of, you know, what we create today, which is our friends, our family and the different generations, you know, so that's a little mushy I love other it. than like what lights me up is just I'm really into like the fact that I've had self-care lately and I'm like dressed up today and I don't I knew that we weren't going to be on camera. I was like, I'm just doing it for me. Yes, <laughs> that's what I did. That I do that every time I come in the studio, I literally
1: dress up and get ready for myself. It's the best. And I look at my husband and I say, you know what? I'm dressing up for me today. And he's like, you look great. And I'm like, I don't even need that. I know.
2: <laughs> I know that I do. Thank you. <laughs> yep. You still got it, baby. You
1: know what? We're doing good. We're all just doing good. Mercedes, is Shaw's of
0: Sunset, it's airing right now, right? It's in its yes. eighth season? Yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: it's season eight, Shaw's of Sunset, Bravo TV. You have to put it in your DVR because we're switching from Sunday nights to Friday nights. So as long as people watch it within like 24 hours of like whatever their DVR records, You're going to be watching the pregnancy journey, actually birth, and a lot of really crazy, crazy season of change is what it is. I fall out with my best friend of 30 years. It's a really unfortunate turn of events. But at the same time, I'm like super raw, brand new mom, recovering from all that stuff. And it's wild. like You guys should definitely, when the kids are down, turn it on and, you know, DM oh, me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to follow you guys on IG as soon as we jump off. Yes. And
0: then... Yeah, I definitely want to tune in now that we've talked to you. Like, I have to see all this
2: unfold. Me too. Where can people find you on Instagram? I'm at Mercedes Javid on Twitter, Facebook, IG, on YouTube, Is there Snapchat. It's all the same handle, Mercedes awesome. Javid.
1: Thank you so much for coming on and being with us today. It was a joy. Thank you. Thank you You yeah. guys too. Thank you so much so for being so am So excited to open. meet you guys. Honestly, yes. that was super
2: fun. And I still Good. like, I,
1: we're, we need to do this vineyard thing. Next time I come to California, we're doing <laughs> this vineyard the thing.
2: I'm on the hook. <laughs> for sure. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks you guys too. Man,
1: that was an intense birth story. I mean, Jade, yours is intense. That is also very intense in a totally different way. I can't even imagine
0: what they went through and her poor husband too. Like think about oh my that. Gosh. Like you go I in, can't. To, you go in to celebrate what's going to be happening, which is the birth of your son. And then all of this is happening. She already had health issues during her pregnancy. And then to find out that there was another one on top of that, that she lost so much blood and then, I guess I understand why doctors have to do that. But also like
1: I, yeah, I mean, it's so scary. It's so weird to think about either way, because, you know, if you're the husband out there and your wife is going through something like that, would you want to sit out there with all of the anxiety and the fear Or would you want to sit there and have the doctors do their job and just wait without being, I mean, you still probably have anxiety and fear, but not the extreme amount and then let them tell you, you know, the good or bad news. I don't know. Do you want to be in the know or not? I don't know. My personality, I would much rather be in the know, but also it would be like so
0: hard. They'd have to like hold me back from wanting to be in that surgery room. Yeah, like, I it would, would be, be so hard.
1: There's no good be, way.
0: If you want to be holding their hand, you want to be, I mean, I mean, I know she said she was intubated, but like, I just, I mean, it's an amazing story. I'm so honored that she would even share that. I want to, I'm excited to watch it play out on the show, but what, it, like, what a miracle that her baby was okay, that she's okay, that, that he's okay. That You know, she said that he's, that even the dad had
1: to go through therapy, but. Therapy is just a winning in life. <laughs> therapy is makes everything better. I, I'm very pro therapy. I'm so thankful for her coming on and sharing with us like the ups of motherhoods and the downs of motherhoods and just being so honest. And I'm so I'm truly like invested in watching this show now.
0: I am too. No, I like what she said is that she said all of her friends are pregnant and they're all due in April with their second babies and how their lives are so different and their experiences are all so different, but yet they're all mothers. Like, I don't know anybody who's really gone through what she's gone through, and, but women go through something like there are other women who can relate to that. So it was nice yep. to hear somebody who's gone through something like that. It can resonate with somebody else and help them through it because they don't Absolutely. feel so alone. Obviously we can't relate to that, but
1: I hope there is someone out there that can. Yeah. And I think it's important with it, which is, I mean, what we try to do and what she's doing, being so open and vulnerable about talking about these experiences that so that we can have people know they're not alone.
0: Yeah. And and if you have, like she said, I had these itchy f- feeling in my hands and my in my feet. And maybe there's a pregnant woman out there who never would have thought about something like totally. that. Either. So it's just bringing awareness yep. to certain yep. things that hopefully can help another human Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. she was awesome I loved having her I'm totally down to go to let's, let's go to Santa Barbara with her
1: okay <laughs> I'm ready like I seriously I'm like are there planes that fly out right now I'll go on <laughs> one um, well you guys thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our show rate and review us yeah thank you guys we love you so much
0: and we'll talk to you next week Bye-bye. bye bye bye